Well, welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the That's God podcast. And uh, my name is Dave Burr, and I get to be here again with Pastor Judy Johnston and Pastor Chuck Sweet. Thanks, guys. Amen. Thank Thanks you. for having us. So cool to be here in uh, in Judy's home studio, kitchen That's studio. Right. We're excited yep. to be here. And we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit for... I don't know, six, seven episodes now, and we've been basing those off of uh, the spiritual gifts that are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 7, and where it talks about uh, the gift of wisdom, the gift of uh, knowledge, um, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And then it drops into the next set of spiritual gifts are in chapter in verse 28. And here it talks about those who can help others, those that have the gift of leadership or government, if you will. And there's also teaching in there, which we will cover in, in future podcasts. So the gift of helps. This is a, uh, I think it's a really cool one. A lot of times people think, hey, you know, I don't have the, the gift of healing or prophecy or speaking in tongues. And so my gift isn't as valuable uh, as that. Or they look up on stage and they look, well, you know, those folks that are up on the platform, you know, they're the... I don't know what what they think. They're they're the blessed ones, or think or something like that, and uh, about as far from the truth as as you can get. Amen to that. <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> the the, uh, the gift of helps, man. There are so many things that a church body needs to function, and without the people willing to help, without the people that have that servant attitude and that servant heart, nothing's going to get done. And that's where I think that the real compassion comes in. The real heart of the church, I think, is from these people that with the gift of service, the gift of help. When I was in Israel a couple of years ago, whenever you go through a town, and this could be a, a town that's just in ruins today, mm-hmm. or in Jerusalem today, there's something called the Cardo, which which means cardio, which is the heart of the city. It's where people gather to do their shopping. Um, it's where you meet your friends. It's where you get the news. It's it's the happening part of the city. It's the heart of the city. Is that the hub? It is, yeah. Well, that's what I think of when I think of the gift of service, or the, of the gift of helps, is that is the heart of the church. Without... Without those people, the church is the church is dead. There's nothing. There's nothing for the the church to offer anybody if you don't have the the gift of uh, servanthood going on. I would agree, and I, I have to back up a little bit to what you mentioned earlier when you were saying, like the people that operate in their gifts, like from platforms where mm-hmm. they're visible, you know, can tend to make the other people like in the congregation think, well, their gift is more valuable. (laughs) And it bugs me so much because the church has just created celebrities out of um, pastors, you know, speakers and worship leaders and 
there's YouTube channels and all that. And it's so easy to have that morph into something beyond what it was intended to be, you know, where we've Absolutely. created like idol worship almost. Yeah. Um, just like we were talking about tongues, not everybody speaks in tongues. Mm-hmm. And whether you do or don't, you're not any more or less valuable than it yeah. just, are you operating in it? Are you using it? And uh, service is such the heart of faith. Um, I was sharing earlier that it's mentioned 1,100 times in Scripture. It's That's incredible. 1,100 times. I would not have thought that. I know. I Me either. But 144 times in the New Testament. Oh, wait. I just lied. That's for Soma. So there's another, there's a Greek word, Soma, which means the body. Mm-hmm, right. You know, and I feel like that's central to service because mm. we are serving the body of Christ. And in so doing, we are blessing and honoring God with our faith. Yeah. And I could name dozens of people that have helped me through the years without any desire of acclaim or anything, but they just love to serve. Yeah. And it blesses them to serve. And I think, wow, that would be cool for us to all get into that place. Wouldn't it? Well, yes. And, you know, God tells us that we store up riches in heaven for rewards, if you will, uh, for what we do on earth. If you're looking for man's appreciation, a recognition, then I think Jesus even said, well, then that's your reward. Right. That's all you're going to get. And it's never enough. Yeah. Yeah. If that's all you're doing it for is just to say, hey, look at this guy. You know, he did this and this. If that's what you're looking for, then, well, Well, Jesus says if you want to be first, you got to be last. Yeah. You know? And Mm -hmm. so that, that tells me that there has to be a humility. There has to be a humbleness involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in all of the gifts, but it, you know, especially a gift of serving, it's like, you know, I, <laughs> I, I made a mission trip in 1995 to Honduras, to Gusagalpa, and which is the capital. And uh, we were building a church probably about 10 miles out and up in the hills in a barrio a village. And uh, myself and another contractor, and I was contracting for myself at the time, uh, we loaded up our totes full of tools and all kinds of stuff. And we both, we had sat down and we planned meetings on what we were going to do and how we were going to go about in building this church. And, uh, you know, we're, we'll show them how to do it and how to do it properly. And, and uh, we were pretty much full of ourselves. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's the truth of it. And we get there. And there's a gentleman already in charge of building the church. The church structure foundation was pretty well up. We're, we're going to lay bricks or blocks on the second story and put the roof on. And um, having brick mason experience, I'm all set to show him how to do it, and, you know, all this <laughs> kind of stuff. Well, the guy asked the guy, I said, what would you like me to do? Here's my credentials, and started running all this stuff up. And he looked at me, and he smiled, and he said, See that bucket over there? I said, yeah. He said, grab one of those hammers and start straightening those nails out. (laughs) They were all bent nails. They Mm -hmm. don't throw anything away. They recycle everything. They use it again and again and again. Now, you need to understand that the hammer was a piece of pipe 
with a piece of steel welded to the end of it, and that was my hammer. Mm. For three days out of the 14 that I was there, I straightened nails. <laughs> That'll humble you. That, right? that, that did. And in that <laughs> process, I, I learned it's not about you. It's about what you're doing to represent God and how you're going about doing it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, humility has to be a key ingredient in every single one of these gifts, but to me, especially in servanthood, yeah. we do it because God asks us to do it. Yeah, there have been times where I have been doing God's work, I'm using this in quotes, <laughs> and, uh, and my heart has not been, it's been probably resentful is probably a good word. It's like, I do not want to be doing this. This is right. not, you know. Right. And so you just build up this resentment in your heart yeah. and you just know God's going like, just go home. You're not doing me any favors here. Yeah, yeah. You are not, <laughs> you're not spreading my love <laughs> with whatever you think you're doing. Yeah. And uh, so either straighten up or go home or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh, you know, there's a parable that speaks to what you guys are talking about. And it's a standalone parable. It's in Luke and... It starts out, well, the previous verses are talking about having faith the size of a mustard seed, right? So the mustard seed is mm -hmm. the smallest seed. Um, then uh, Jesus goes in to relate this story about a master and a servant. And he goes, so when your servant comes in from tending your sheep or sowing your fields... Do you, which servant would say, oh, here, come in. You've done such a great job. You've worked so hard. Let me prepare dinner for you. And he goes, no, you tell the servant, uh, change your clothes, fix my meal. And then after I have eaten, then you may go and, uh, you know, eat. And he goes, because, oh, and this is the part that gets me. Instead of looking for fame and acclaim and saying, oh, you did such a good job, Dave. Mm -hmm. You know, just say, hey, I'm a servant. I just did it as I was told. Yeah. Who, should be, who should be praised for doing what their job is, what right. they're told to do? Yeah. And we have so many people. I, can, I could name off a handful right now sitting here in this room that certainly do good work for the Lord. But then they also promote it, and they're always talking about. And for me, the the hint is, uh, or the test is, can you do those things without mentioning it to anyone? Yeah. Can you do it, and let it be between you and the Lord? Yeah. Can you bless a person without making a big protection about it, so that you get the pats on the back? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, that's what a true servant does. The, yeah. The, the people with the gift of servanthood, the gift of of helps are those very people. And they're the ones also, I believe, that are, um, they will see somebody and they can discern that there's something going on with that person. They're not, oh, right. they're, they're, they need help, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're that person that's going to go over and sit by him, talk to him. What's going on? Yeah. You know, and have those one-on-one -on -one conversations and, and help them however they need to be helped. Right. And, and nobody's really even going to know about it. Mm -hmm. That is true servanthood. Well, deeds done in secret, the Lord will proclaim, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, Scripture tells us that. Yeah. And that is, <clears throat> we're talking about 
we're talking about two different things, yet we're talking about the same thing in helps, uh, which helps is a ministry unto itself in that, like you said, Dave, um, the church body can't function without helps. A good example is our church is having a, a gathering this next Sunday uh, after the service, and um, there are people involved that are going to have to help. They're going to have to serve. They're going to have to, you know, put it together, take it down, whatever. Uh, and that's ministry of helps. But in that, we also have to be a servant and, like you said, have the willingness to whatever it is. Pastor Judy nailed it when she said a servant does what the master wants. It just you don't question it. You don't look for accolades. You don't. You just mm-hmm. do it because that's the expectation of right. both yourself as a servant and for the master. When I say, you know, in the military, it's a little different. They used to say, when I say jump, you ask how high, <laughs> uh, you know. So, uh, but the same idea. And so they're they're two different things, but they're the same. And so the ministry of helps has to come with that servant's heart. And I believe that servant's heart, and you said it, Dave, just now, that a person might be functioning or operating in a discernment of spirits, but they still have to have that servant's heart because, okay, now what do I do with that? Do I go over and do I comfort this person? Do I encourage him? Do I, you know, what what is it, God, that you want me to do? Why have you shown me these things? And so I believe that we have to take servanthood and mix it in with everything, but especially with ministry of health helps Mm. so that like pastor judy said it's like it's not about you sorry you're not going to get a pat on the back for this one it's just you're doing what i've asked you to do and Mm -hmm. that's the expectation well and let's look at the greatest servant of all too right yeah Yeah. Uh, let's look at jesus right jesus was equal with god jesus was god yeah and yet he did not consider equality with god something to be grasped he didn't hold on to it but he took the form of a servant yeah and I mean, we talked about this before going to air. I just can't even imagine how heavy flesh must have felt on him. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah. I just, I can't fathom that. Oh, well, I, I mean, I can get, I can yeah. go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but he did it and yes. he came and he served us. He took on the sin of the world. He died. He was crucified. He rose again. It was the joy of the cross, but it wasn't the cross. For the joy, he went to the cross. It was us. Yes, he yeah. loved us, and yeah. I. Uh, he washed his servants' feet. He even washed Judas's feet, and he knew Jesus, Judas was going to mm-hmm. betray him. him. And then he says, "You've seen me wash feet. Now you do the same." Yeah. If you want to be a leader, you need to be the servant of all. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so prevalent throughout Scripture and Old Testament too. It's not just new, you know, where mm-hmm. you serve. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is the willingness to lay down your life, and that's even what Scripture says, to lay down mm-hmm. your life for, for someone that you, you care for, that you love. Um, in John, he talks about, I have to go, and we all know, you know, John 14, 15, 16, 17, Somewhere they're all there. just amazing yeah. section of Scriptures. Yeah. But he says this, that I no longer call you servants, but I call you my friends. And I believe that that servant's heart stays within us uh, for for an eternity because that's my desire is I want to make Papa 
I don't necessarily want to make him proud because he's already proud of me. I'm his creation, and it's like I have two sons. I have three grandchildren. I have a great-granddaughter that's due mm -hmm. any any moment, <laughs> and I am proud of each and every one of those. So I, I, I can relate to, or I guess maybe I can't even, God's how proud he is of his creation. But I want to... I just want to hang out and, and be with daddy. So how do I do that? I serve him. I do whatever. And I think we've talked about it before. What does wait on the Lord mean? When you go to a restaurant, what do they do? They wait on you. You know, they serve you. They, mm -hmm. you know, can I get you some more water? What do you need? Was your meal good? What else can mm -hmm. I, what else do you need? They wait on you. And so that's just serving. And so we come to that place where he says, I no longer call you a servant. I call you a friend. The friend, the servant's develop into a friendship. And us three sitting around this table have gone from the willingness to serve each other to this amazing friendship that we have uh, created and developed over the last year and a half. And yeah. it's just, that is, we still carry that servant's heart, but there's an unbreakable bond, if you will, between the three of us. Yeah. And that doesn't go away. It just right. gets stronger and stronger. Yeah. That's what serving Love it. it does. It's true. And you create, you know, I mentioned Soma before the body. When you serve together as a group and that bond is being, or even just one-on-one -on -one you serve each other, that bond is being developed. And you think of the, yeah. you think of the um, authority when you have an entire group of people moving the same direction. They have different jobs within that. Amen. But they're moving together because they have one end goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of the blessing that is to God and the huge and immense um, example that is to the world around yeah. you. Uh, we were, um, another pastor and myself, we orchestrated and developed and led a citywide outreach for a number of years. Yeah almost 10 years. And at one point it got, it, we had crowds of 10 to 12,000 people coming yeah, to this yeah. outreach. Wow. I know it was huge. And if you had told us that at the beginning, it would have totally freaked me out. Yeah. I mean, our first, our <laughs> yes. first outreach was 35 people, yeah. but um, we had by that time developed such a strong team and everybody, the reward for them was just doing, yeah. and the joy for them was just doing and serving. It's uh, it, it's hard to imitate that. Yeah, no, it no is that, that joy that comes from service and, and just even helps when you see other people receiving something that they may not otherwise yeah. be able to touch yeah. or lay their hands on to or obtain. It's just, that's why we do it. Yeah. It just, you know, I, I, I don't know about any about you two, but I love to teach and I love to preach because if one person gets it and I see the light bulb come on, it's mm -hmm. like, yes, mm -hmm. you know, and now that person can walk out and carry what God has deposited in them and give it to somebody else. And as Pastor Judy said, three of us sitting around the table, we're all heading in the same direction. Well, our husbands and our wives are now with us, so now that's six. How many more start coming into that fold? And pretty soon you got an army headed all in the same direction. Yeah. That's unity, and that's what God's after. Yeah. 
And oh. in truth, I think of uh, Bob Dylan, you got to serve somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it might be the devil or maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like uh, in Joshua, it says, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. Oh, my word. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> you're going to serve someone. Whether, you really whether are. You, uh, yeah. Whether you understand it or that not. That or not, yeah. you do serve. Yeah, you're, you're serving somebody. Yeah, it's, you know, whether you're serving the world or whatever it is, you're... Mm-hmm. If you're not serving God, you're serving somebody else. Let's say you make poor financial decisions. Then you will at Never some done point, that. <laughs> but you'll be serving your debt. I mean, yeah. you will be, oh, yeah. that will be. Oh, yeah. Your, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one example. But yeah. Totally. You talked about um, opinion, you know, like wanting someone's approval, public approval. Mm-hmm. You That is a very easy God to serve. I have served that God well, for a I, long time. Oh, absolutely. You know? And there are times that I still do. After right. all these years, it's like, I just want a pat on the back. You know? <laughs> Can someone tell me <laughs> I'm too good? <laughs> just tell me I'm headed in the right direction. You know? Yeah, but yeah, that's that's a big battle for everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, if, you, if you anybody who's listening say it isn't, then it's I'm, just, I'm just going to call you a liar. Because <laughs> yeah. we all battle that. We yeah. do. That's flesh. That's our fleshly yes, exactly. desires. Exactly. Exactly. Christ yeah. put that flesh on, and yet he didn't he serve didn't that. He didn't fall into any he of didn't those serve traps. That. Yeah. I just, uh, and I so love that you you described it that way, the weight of what, you know, he stepped into that. and It just, my goodness. Yeah, he had been spirit yeah. forever. <laughs> Ever. And then uh, decided he was going to put on this bag of bones and yeah. skin. Yeah, and, bag of bones. And be part of us down here. But re- what is really cool about that is that now he has experienced what we experience. You know, yeah. He knows the struggles. He knows yeah. he knows what a backache is. Yeah. You know, he knows what, uh, what whatever is, you know, and he had seen firsthand the uh, the people who were blind and lame yeah. and bleeding and demon possessed. And he and, had compassion and not judgment on him. Yes. You know, Amen. yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yep. So an understanding that a lot of those that he touched were a result of their own choices in life or their own lot in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them not so much. Some of them were used uh, just as demonstration for the goodness of who God is. But uh, you know, hey, mm-hmm. I, 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 when Pastor Judy shared or explained what that even looks like that he put on bones and skin and all of the things that go with it, all of the aches and pains, <laughs> you know, and he's in the garden. And this, again, this is this is just my opinion, is the bleeding wasn't mm. the, the argument. The bleeding was cancer just doesn't show up. It takes time. Mm. So here he is in the garden, and some of these sicknesses and diseases have already affected his body. They're already making mm. him show signs uh, of of those disease, the symptoms. Wow. It's like he's already feeling the pain. He's already submitted himself to that. And like like Judy said, he's 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 not even looking at the cross. He has to he is, but he's not. When he's asking Papa, take it from me, he's looking at the cross. But then he goes, You will be done. That's the joy on the other side mm-hmm. of the cross. Yeah. He was Grieved to the point of death, I think is what it says. Oh, he's bleeding, dropping, yeah. yeah. perspiring and, blood. Yeah, but to the point of death. 
uh, he may have thought that like, am I, am I going to die here? I mean, that's how heavy it was. His goal was to make it to the cross. He knew what his, his mission was, but that was a heavy, heavy moment. Oh, in absolutely. The, uh, had to Garden be. Gethsemane. Had yeah. to be. You know, mm-hmm. Talk about weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the, uh, I, I think of the, the parable about the talents. Uh, where one servant is given five talents, one is given two, one is given one. The the master goes away and comes back, and the one that had given had five made it to ten. You know, the one that had two uh, doubled it to four. The one that had one buried it. One of the lessons in that is that well, I see what you did with the little I gave you, and you did good. I'm going to give you more now. Well, you don't despise small beginnings. No, and and I I look at the gift of helps in kind of that way too, where we are given something, maybe on a small level, you may think it's small, but God's looking at us and going, hey, if you do, if you do really good here, not really good, but if you if you just do this, if you just if you obey me here, I will bless you and I will give you more next time around. And I'm, I'm thinking of um, like Joshua with Moses. So Joshua was like Moses's right-hand man. Yeah. And he's just, he was his servant. Mm-hmm. He Whatever Moses needed, Joshua did it, you know? And I don't remember seeing anything where Joshua was complaining. No. Where, you want me to do what, you know? <laughs> but when it was time for Moses to, to die, God picked him you're going to be my man now. You have proved yourself under Moses. And now, Joshua, I'm going to let you lead these people. And you're going to cross the Jordan River and you're going to take on Jericho. Yeah. You know, pretty cool. Same thing with um, like Philip. If you look in the book of Acts, the church was growing like crazy. And they had like a welfare system, if you will. Mm-hmm. There was like there was a lot of people that were were poor and needed food and clothing and all these things. And the disciples were like, "This is like we're spending all of our time doing this and not reaching out and right. and uh, spreading the gospel like we're supposed to. Let's pick out these men to um, to do these certain tasks to help with that." Right. And Philip was one of those people. Right. And Stephen was one of those people. And Obviously, they did their job very well, whatever it was. And you look at Philip, and he led a a revival in Samaria. He was given more responsibility, or, if you will, yeah. from what he was started off. Look, you need to figure out how you can feed these people, how you can clothe these people. And from that, it it grew to something huge, mm-hmm. you know? Amen. Right. So, yeah, so I, I, I bring it back to the beginning where we think my gift isn't as important as somebody else's gift. But in reality, you can have a huge impact on the world as a whole, society as a whole, as our, in our community. Who knows where it's going to go? Judy, you mentioned uh, this group that you were part of that started off with 35 people and it grew to... Over 10,000 yeah. that you were helping? Yeah. That's incredible. I know, mind-boggling. Yeah. We were... Yeah, I can Lord remember. Lord God. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. It was a big deal. But yeah. it wasn't just David and myself. It was... We had a yeah. team of probably 300 volunteers. 
Yeah. Well, you're obedient, you know, to to what that original call was, mm-hmm. and it went from there. And I think part of that, Pastor Judy's demonstrated in the growth of what they were doing, and I can recall it was an amazing program that you guys had put together, is the willingness, and like she said, it's like I, I had we known at the beginning, we probably wouldn't have done it. But as you step into that place of helps or servanthood, and you, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't get used to, but you get confident in what you're doing mm-hmm. and what God's called you to do. And there, there's a, there's a, there's just, it, it's something that you just put on yourself and it makes it easier for you to walk through those things and do those things. And so as you do, you know, like he says, it's just going to grow. It's going to, yeah. without us even being aware of it. So, you know, first year was 35. What was the next year? A couple hundred probably. Yeah, I don't, yeah. You know, and it just, <laughs> it grew to be, it was an occasion. Mm-hmm. And you went down there just to see what was going on because it was <laughs> yeah. the place to be Happened on that place. weekend. Yeah. And uh, it just, all of a sudden, you know, 10 years later, you look back, we started here, and now look at what, what God's doing. Yeah. You know, it just, and we were, we were all there. We all started in that same place. Mm-hmm. I got saved. First thing I did was be a janitor at the church. I changed light bulbs and scrubbed toilets. Mm-hmm. Okay, Here let's rate, let, let's show hands. Who has scrubbed toilets and cleaned bathrooms in churches, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or emptied trash. Amen. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just you just do that. And even to this day we do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you just if something needs to be done, you just do it because yeah. it needs to be done. Yeah. And yep. Uh, you don't look somebody up and say, Hey, I'm gonna go clean this toilet or I'm gonna empty the trash. You just do it. Romans talks about offering yourself up as a tool of righteousness yeah. for, you know, God's sake. Yeah. And if you think of it, I am accomplishing something for the kingdom. Yeah. It may not look like it to the world's eyes, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're just getting some stuff done. Mm-hmm. Amen. Without being told. Without being told. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. I can remember times, you know, uh, <clears throat> we had a pastor that was a little schemy. And he would throw like paper on the floor and then he'd put himself in a place to see how many people, how many of his staff would walk past the paper and who would pick (laughs) it up and throw it away. Wow. And then, yeah. Wow. Interesting. And uh, Hmm. it was a test. But again, that goes back to where (laughs) we started this conversation and Pastor Judy said, you know, that a servant is, is one who doesn't come in and ask for accolades. He just comes in and does what's necessary and, and you just see it. And, and, and I, I think it's, it's almost, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's almost an anticipation as a servant. I have to be, have to have a mindset of anticipation of, okay, God, what's next? What, what is it that I need to be doing next? As I'm waiting on you, do you need that fresh glass of water? Do you mm-hmm. need a refill? Do you know? Do you need a clean napkin? What What is it that you need? And I have to be in that place of anticipation and joy while I'm doing it. And to me, that that to me, that's the satisfaction of nobody had to ask me. I just was able to do this because mm-hmm. I saw it. And I'm not looking for accolades. I just was able <laughs> to do it because I saw it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. I want to read some scripture, just a few short verses. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. 
Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. Chuck Sweet, you and your wife do that mm-hmm. all the time. That's mm-hmm. just who you are. God has given each of us a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. I, that, you know how we have cornerstone verses or life verses. This is one of mine Mm. because anything I have, God has given me and it's not meant, I mean, I get to enjoy it, but it's not just meant to be a cesspool or, you know, a bog where it's going to turn to mud. You know, I I want it to be living, flowing waters. Like you were talking about those gushers Mm -hmm. and you do that by serving others. I mean, yeah. Keep the flow. And again, that servanthood is is all about in in helps. The the gift of helps is all about love. It's all about Right. You know, starts with him first and mm-hmm. then loving each other. Romans twelve and uh, I'm gonna start with verse nine. Love from the cent this is from the message. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Yeah. Uh, New Century Version says it this way. Give more love to others than you want for yourself. (laughs) Now, I don't know about you, but I want as much as I can get. (laughs) So you got to give it all up. So so I need to give more to somebody else than I even want for myself. Yeah. We have an exclamation point. Okay, remember... Service, all this stuff is mentioned over 1,100 times in the Bible. So if anyone wants to learn more, they can find it. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, just put it in the old search. Lots engine. of examples. But yeah. here, this could wrap it all up. This could just wrap it all up. For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for others, Amen. as you still do. Yeah. That's Hebrews. Amen. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up right there then. (laughs) That's perfect. Good stuff. So Pastor Judy, Pastor Chuck, again, thank you so much for for joining us on this podcast. And uh, thank you, everybody out there listening. We uh, appreciate you so much. Please come back. We are going to be talking about the gift of leadership and government next time. Awesome. So that could be a a wild and wacky one there. So. Especially in light of today, huh? So, uh, anyway, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. God bless. Bye bye.